Hello and welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I am joined by Milosh. Hello, hello, hello. And Brent Perry. Hi. And we are here to continue our journey through the television series Farscape with season two, episode three, is it? Uh yeah. taking taking yes. the stone. Um okay. So again, another one where I think the plot is fairly straightforward. Um but I will freely admit I did not like this one, and this is probably the first one in the 24, 25 of these we've done that I can say that. Um, and I had a significant amount of difficulty understanding this plot for reasons that we'll get into. Um, so I may lean on you guys to cover up any holes that I may have here. Um, okay, so we start This with- one can... Best be summed up with Rockney S. O'Bannon went to the Australian version of Burning Man out in the desert with the Aboriginals, <laughs> took a bunch of mushrooms, and just wrote an episode about it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. Or he took a bunch of mushrooms and watched Mad Max. And I think, well, the... again, Australia. So I think the absence... he might have watched the filming of a Mad Max for all we know. Fuck. Yeah. I think the absence yeah. of that might bleed into the next one as well. But um, mm-hmm. at least that <laughs> one's a little better than this one. Um, you know that that the next one is Rocky Asobanen. Yep. So he tried um, LSD on a cracker and just wrote an episode about it. <laughs> um. So rich come... drugs should not mix. <laughs> yeah, so we come to, you know, Moya gets to a planet that I believe Rigel calls out as like a royal cemetery planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they go down, uh, John and Chiana and Rigel go down to said planet, and uh, Rigel starts digging around some of the graves and finds a bunch of treasure and stuff, which he... There's, a, there's a fun interaction between, uh, well, mostly Rigel and Crichton. Or Rigel, and this the funny part about this is he doesn't say Earth, he says Erp. Erp. They all call it Erp. Yeah, where yeah. did you bury your I dead think... on Erp? Just underground, think... like next to where you live. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was I think... it this this one or the next one where Creighton's like, just hold on a few seconds, Mippy Pippies, whatever you want to call it. That <laughs> was yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crackers. Yeah, I think Aaron was the first one to call it Erp. Yeah, uh, she was. Yeah, so, Great. I, I'm pretty sure that was in the premiere episode. Yeah, or was it that, or was well, it? I'm, I'm I'm happy to report that somehow I missed that fact. Yeah, yeah. no, she, uh, I'm pretty sure in the first episode when Crace is in the fucking the alleyway with her, and she's like, he's like, is this creature dangerous? And she's like, this Erpling is not dangerous. He's too stupid to be dangerous. He's too dumb. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a couple episodes later where, like, so this is, or, or I think it's when the aliens get in John's head and put the wormhole technology and make him think that he's on Earth. She's like, I thought you said this ERP was, like, welcoming. And like, there, there's a couple of times throughout the first season where, like, different characters do call it Yeah, Earp. yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then um, John and Chiana find, like, this underground thing to go, and they go explore it. Or no, we should get to we should get to the other. No, that's not how this. It starts like, off with like Chiana goes into one of the rooms in Moya, and Crichton's ripping a control panel apart and just losing his shit. Yeah, he's he, like, he, uh, yeah, can I talk yeah. to you? Because like she's got a thing inside her stomach that is like it's a life disc. 
So like right. it keeps her connected, like knowing that someone that's out there that's connected to her is alive or not. Yeah. And right. like, yeah, she tries to have a conversation with Crichton. Crichton's just pissed off he because he blows her off. Cause he's trying, he says he's trying to like learn the guidance system or something. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have time yep. to deal with her. So she steals Aaron's prowler and goes down to this planet where the, the cemetery is. So then the rest of them follow her. And that's how we get to this. Yeah, um, and when we meet up with her, yeah, she's already I think got... she does take out the life disc while she's on board Moya. She's oh, on yeah. Moya. She takes yeah. the life disc out. Yeah, they like, found howls. the life disc, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, she kind of howls at it. Like, she does, like, a really nasty fucking home surgery, which looks pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Um, yeah, like, it actually looks like it hurts. And it's like, okay, that's some good effects for well, what you're working with. She basically takes a yeah. laser for abdomen to... Well, she hot pokers herself, then she lasers the abdomen, pulls the thing out, and then, yeah. It's like, ooh, that actually looks pretty gruesome for... Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, It's not as bad as, like, Crichton smashing that girl hating on a table in the last fucking season, but... No, but it was gruesome. Um, Yeah, so she steals Aaron's Prowler and goes down to this planet. The rest of them follow her to try to figure out what's going on there. And, um... So they go down and find this like underground society that's all children, essentially, and Chiana's basically already been indoctrinated. She's got the same weird fucking hairdo that they all have. It's all like pink string. By pants. indoctrinated, what you were really saying is she already ate the mushrooms. Yep. yep. Like literally literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um so this is where I start to where I start to, to fade out of this one because it's like, it's just a lot of really, and I don't want to say bad, but for me it was just like a lot of really bad, like, uh, it felt like a rejected draft of uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> a little bit. Like, okay, I don't need all this, like, bullshit with these 20-year-olds using weird terms that they don't explain, and it's just like, you're old, meh. Like, okay, enough. Well, is that any different than the internet right now? Just change your old to boomer, and there you go. That's why I stay off the internet, though. Um, I I'm guess fucking bi-curious, transgendered, this, that, and it's like, I don't understand those words. Shut up. Start talking normal. <laughs> like, I guess I just don't, you know, like, it reminded me unfavorably beyond Thunderdome, there's a couple of really bad Trek episodes that have done this same thing. Yeah, and it actually looked like they were in some of the caves, like the studio-made caves yep. that they use in the Star, the early like, Star Trek. Um, like, TOS's Miri springs to mind. Yes. Awful. <laughs> yep. And uh, more recently, Enterprise's Terra Nova mm-hmm. springs to mind, which is oh, also yeah. awful. Um, so I was just, I was out of this one by this by this point i'm like oh i forgot that i don't like this one at all yeah um <laughs> which know, like, yeah when you pay attention the information is in the episode to explain the episode but like that a plot is hard to sit through and like i fucking love almost everything about this show and yeah yeah, yeah i agree this a plot was hard the yeah, b plot with rigel stealing the stuff that like the gold and stuff that ended up being cursed yeah. the fact that like Dargo and Zahn are like, yeah, no, you should take curses seriously. Like, who yeah. aren't we proof? Look what just happened to Dargo in the last episode and Zahn since we've met her. What I right? couldn't figure out, what I couldn't figure out and where I drew entertainment from this was, so obviously, as you said, he takes a bunch of that treasure back to the ship 
And he's, he's just very much kind of like, you know, weird stuff starts happening around him because of it. So, uh, and you said he goes to Dargo and Zom. Dargo's very much like, yeah, if you think it was cursed, get it out of here. Um, yep. What I, what I found myself gravitating towards and where I was getting entertainment from it was, was the stuff actually cursed or did he just manage to convince himself that it was? Um, I think it was actually cursed. If you go, I, I think at, at first it was supposed to be like, okay, is it cursed or is it just Rigel putting some bad juju like in his own head on it? Yeah. And th- then by the end of it, when the fucking darts start coming out of the board and shooting yep. at him, it's like, okay, no, it's probably cursed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah probably cursed. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was fun. Uh, I just, you know, I think also like it's, and I enjoy the fact on the show in general that like. In this whole ragtag crew of weird aliens that really should have nothing to do with each other, that John is basically the dad, right? Uh-huh. But but I think yeah. what bothered me about this one is like I don't need to see him do the dad thing with Chiana and a bunch of weirdos we're never gonna see again. But like, with him, like it it doesn't even feel like a dad thing. It's like a protective older brother. And like I said, yeah. A couple of times throughout, like he's very loyal to his friends. So, like with Dargo, you can see that he's like an actual like brother in like a blood brother, basically, right? Yeah. Then w- with Gianna, yeah. you can see how he looks at her kind of like a little sister, like Pip the Troll. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some nice stuff. Like when you're looking like just at the character developments that are happening in this one, like you see a lot of things getting built upon, but like, yeah, that a plot is just so hard to pay attention to that. It's really easy to overlook some of the good things in this episode. And I think as we were talking about off air, like the the point is like that they, every kid that lives in this society, like they have like a big giant chasm that they, they jump down it for reasons that we don't, we kind of get, but not really. It's like, this whole thing is, and you did, you said this, and I completely missed where this even was. There's like a radioactive rock at the bottom mm-hmm. of the hole that is, that's what's killing them all very young, the radiation from that. Well, yeah, you don't find out that they're dying young, and like anyone that doesn't take the jump gets put out of the society as a pariah, right? Like the lost right. people or whatever they call them. But like. At the very end of the episode, they do mention that, like, no, this rock is radiate, irradiating people, and that's why is they're, like, dying so young. And, like, right. they, they kind of imply it throughout that, like, if you're not irradiated by this rock, the net, quote-unquote net, that catches them will work. But if you are irradiated and you've only got so like, it, it won't, and you just drop to your death. But they don't know that until the end of the episode. So by the time they actually tell you that, you forget all of the fucking setup that happened 45 minutes ago. So it just, it doesn't click. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work. Because they go through so much. And I think at some point it's actually Moya does the scans. Mm -hmm. But it takes so while to process the scans that they don't find out until the end of the episode. See, for me, I missed the net and the rock thing. I remember the net thing, because Aaron was talking about, like, oh, that's like the sonic net thing that the peacekeepers use sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, that part I got, but then, like, they started talking about the lost people, and I I didn't realize it was people they had thrown out of the society for not taking the jump. I thought it was just, like, a bunch of people who looked at them and went, this is fucking retarded, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. And, and they, don't, the they don't... Because the first... Uh radiation poison person that runs into Crichton 
basically I'm like this because I didn't take the jump. Yeah. I didn't so, well, the stone. Their tribal leaders are convincing them that like not taking the jump is what's doing it, but that happens regardless. So yeah. Right. And I like, think I think you're supposed to believe, and I think it's pretty blatant. I won't even say supposed to believe, but I think you're supposed to believe that Gianna wants to take the jump purely because she wants to die. No. Okay. It's the exact opposite. Chiana wants to take the jump to prove that she's still alive. Yep. It's the same it's the same mentality. Like have you ever seen like the the tower diving things they do in like South America and places? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, well like they they basically climb fucking thirty feet up a ladder and then like literally jump to land on the ground just to be like, see, you're alive. Like that's what it feels like to do something dangerous that could kill you. Yeah, it's like the rush of like you have the whole moment at the end where she actually jump and like both Crichton and Chiana kind of go through the feelings of her basically alive as she's falling. Yeah, he has that fear for her, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like there's that joy in the friend that she finds. Is and then when the net does and, catch and her, it's like like the whole episode. Like, yeah. His whole thing is like, how can you do this for this weird fucking drug cult? Like. And her whole thing that he just doesn't understand until the end is that, like, I'm not yep. doing this for this weird drug cult, this weird fucking group of people. Like, I'm doing this for me to prove that I can exactly. still function. Like, I can live with the fear of dying. Like, see, it's a really it's, the, uh, the the Crichton, the protector, because like mm-hmm. in his because he's there, basically he wants to protect Tiana, but it's sister. like at the yeah. same time, yeah, exactly. But then when he finds out what's going on, he try kind of tries to protect everybody. Well, then that's like, the thing. That's, like the whole that's episode, not the he's point. like he cannot. Like he's trying to protect everybody. He's well, that's the thing. Like the whole episode, away. like he can't do that. The whole episode, he he's treating yeah. her like a little sister. That oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're on drugs. When really, yeah. like if he just sit down and listen to why she wants to do it, he'd understand perfectly because he's made that decision several times in the first season. So yeah, yeah. he probably like he, he yeah, and if he was in her place, he'd jump too. Yeah, right, and like something that he gets in the end. Yeah, and like there's some really good like he actually when he takes the time to actually sit down with her and Mm -hmm. she tells him like this is the reasons why I want to do this. It's like yeah, it makes perfect sense. And like I said, there's some really good stuff in this episode for like character building and like understanding the rationale on what drives some of these characters to make their impetuous decisions. But yeah, trying to get through that a plot with that weird fucking Australian fucking. Just that guy drove me up the fucking wall. Like, yeah. And you. So every time he was on screen, I started to check out, and it's like, no, he's saying stuff that's actually important to the episode. I, I can't check out, and that's oh, you actually have to force yourself to fucking pay attention. And w- once you get it, you're like, oh, okay, I understand. But it's it definitely is one of the weakest of this what we've watched so far. See, I was just, and you know, this is where I'll freely admit this is probably the first episode we've done on this show where I feel like a bad critic, but, like, any time any of that stuff showed up, I was just like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, right, um, and, like, you actually have to force yourself to pay attention to some of the shit they're saying, because there, there is some very important information that really does explain the episode that you can miss so fucking easy if you're just like, oh, okay, this kid, I fucking... I'll fucking yeah. play on my phone for a second while he's on screen. Like, yeah, I think I was. Yeah, but the the whole thing is just like very. I think the the, the finer trying to pick up dialogue and stuff, but I was like, I can't look at this. The fucking hairdos piss me off, and then like all the all the you know the accents and like the 
the the jargon. I'm like, I don't get any of this, you know. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not finer, supposed finer to. The points of uh, yeah. the episode, but it, I don't. Almost re- get I guess I just don't the... remember a lot of a lot of episodes of this having such a high barrier of entry. I guess was my. Um, that's fair. I guess like, but again, like there's a lot of like smart writing in there, but like, yeah, you have to look past some just irritating characters and acting to get yeah. to it. Like right? I re- like I really wanted Craze to show up with talent and just drop a bomb on this whole thing. <laughs> You know, it's just like, all right, can we get past this? Um, yeah. So as you said, I mean, uh, you know, and I do think there was there was an interesting point, like, because you're right, because John just kind of looks at it as like she's in this cult now and she wants to bang this dude and whatever, and like that's the reason that you know she's being really stupid because that's all she she's only thinking. He's Creighton is. Us, the like almost forty or forty-ish year old, like oh, stupid, your fucking kids all hopped up on goofballs. Like yep. you don't make good decisions. Like, but, but again, still... like if if he just opened his mind and like actually talked to her as an adult instead of just looking at her as the little sister, he would have understood a lot of her motivation. Then it wouldn't have been this big tense thing for a half hour of the episode. Yeah, I do. And love I like how Aaron. I like how Aaron, like, we've we've already seen that, like, Aaron and Chiana aren't exactly friends. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, well, if she has to do it, she has to do it. And Creighton's just like, how could you even say that? And she's like, she has to make this choice herself. Like, this yeah. this is a moral thing for her. Like, it's I don't know why you're getting involved in something that she feels she needs to do. And it's like, you know what, that's a really good perspective from Aaron, who, like, has no particular love for Chiana. Yep. Right? Where at... It's a good contrast to like how much Crichton looks at her as a little sister, and he's very overprotective. And like, she, Aaron's just like she's an adult; she can make her own decisions. Like, I know you want to protect her, but like, she doesn't need it. She's pretty good on her own. Yeah, like, to, add, to add context to that, I think at that point, that's when like at some point, John just gets so sick of listening to all this that he just decks her and drags her back to the ship, right? And yep. then he pu- he literally has yep. her over his shoulder when he goes back to Moya and he g- walks through the transport. He doesn't actually go to Moya, yeah. Oh, I thought he actually did. I thought they. No, were he's on his way back. to the transport, okay. and that's when Aaron has that conversation, Aaron, and he puts Aaron Gianna down. And Aaron stops him, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, but uh, slightly before this, Crichton gets pissed off at everybody and decides to eat mushrooms with the clan leader. Yep. No real relevance to it. He just does. Right. I, I don't remember oh, any that, of that. That's uh, tied into the whole they try to that the lost people and stuff. Yeah. Persuade, yeah. persuade but, everybody. Um, to... Yeah, and then it ends up, you know, I think Aaron even says, like, we can leave here. You know, we could take her and we can leave here and she will still find a way to do this. Like, it's not about it's not about stopping her from doing it. We just have to support the fact that she wants to do it and be and be okay with that. So mm-hmm. He decides to let her, you know, he figures it's, that she's probably right and it's not worth trying to stop. So then, uh, as you said earlier, um, she makes the jump and because she's not as irradiated as all the other people, she actually survives it. She gets caught by the by the net thing. And then, you know, they're she and John are both really happy. She gets what she wants out of it and she doesn't die. So he's happy. And then they go back to they go back to Moya and that's how it ends pretty much. They basically, yeah, tell the tribes that are living underground that, yeah, if you moved above ground, you'd be fine. 
And they're just like, meh. And he's like, all right, meh. And then they all, that's the end of the episode, yeah. Oh, really? They just leave him there to keep doing, okay. Well, they tell them, like, go up on the surface and, like, you'll have a better chance of, like, not dying when you're 22. And they're all just like, eh, we're going to stay. And he's just like, all right, well, fuck it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's the way he just kind of gives up on him, if you would. Yeah, that shows you how tuned out I was. Like, after she makes the jump, I thought it was literally over. I don't remember any of that. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is is probably one of the, as as you said, as hard as it is to get through some of the A-plot stuff, it's probably one of the more straightforward ones they do i mean we're basically through it mm-hmm. in 20 minutes you know yeah i mean it's oh like, yeah there's nothing like the a plot is so boring that like you don't really have much to say about it like there's some nice character development with, like with rigel like I, I really think that they were like hey remember we're jim henson like we should do some fun stuff with the puppet and we're like, oh, yeah. and that's basically where the rigel plot came from but that some of that was actually pretty fun yeah. Like him coming in and accusing like Zahn and Dargo of fucking mm-hmm. sabotaging his treasure. Like, it's not cursed. Yeah. You're just trying to fuck yeah. with me. And yeah. they're like, we're, yeah. we ain't yeah. doing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're and doing I, nothing here, Rigel. Like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, oh, never mind. Apparently, love it. apparently Milos isn't inaudible right now. Uh, I could so. hear him there. Oh, then I guess it's just me. Okay. Uh, I, I heard him make some noises there. He said, yep, yep. And then just. Yeah, because I, I told him to try something because I can't hear a squat. Because I, I, I can't hear both of you guys, but uh, okay. I, I, I hear don't him know right now. I'm going through or not. Oh, that's weird. You're coming through to, for me. Maybe I will drop I'm out. Trying real quick, I'm trying to speak, and then it's like I'll you guys speak over me, and then it's like. Well, we can end this episode. We'll just me? say that if I can. I can hear you, me, and I can hear John, but I don't think he, either your view can hear each other. Yep. No, I can hear John. Oh, you can hear John? Okay, well, he can't hear you, but he's. Yeah, I can hear you fine. So, well, we should just end this episode because we're pretty much through it, and yeah. we'll we'll refresh. I'm gonna jump out for a smoke, and we'll all jump out and then jump back in for the see if that fucking helps. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So this okay. one, this one's done. We'll reconvene in a few minutes for uh, crackers. Don't matter. So yeah. Yay. Real. All righty. All right. I'm.